on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some, just some, of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're not based in fear. Not based in fear. The Goofy News, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, the Goofy News, media reports are based in fear. You see that difference? See, sound effects, not towards fear. Media, towards fear. Get it? All right, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because the fear of the Lord is the right way. That's why. Because the fear of the Lord is the right way. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience Local, National, and Heavenly Time. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. So you can take that to the bank because that's true. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Like, for example, is our faith greater than our fear? Is our faith, I know it's supposed to be, that's not what I'm asking you. Is our faith greater than our fear? Okay, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Alright, talking to dynamite D, that's like going to the dentist and getting zero cavities. It's always a great thing. That is a great thing. That's what it's like to talk to Dynamite D. Also, you can reach out to us by text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send us an email, David at he must org. That's David at he must org. David at he must Going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you real quickly. Somebody over the weekend gave, and I just want to explain to you how simple this was. They called me up. We talked for about three minutes, and then one minute later, the giving was done. 
That was pretty easy. It's so easy. It's just like, hello. So if you don't want to give through the website, you don't have to. You can talk directly to me. I'll take it there. Or we can do a check. That's great, too. Or you can give directly through the website. It's 100% safe. However, uh, you're not getting anything. You're not getting a, a, a quiche or anything. You're not getting a corned beef sandwich. I'm not sending you nothing. A receipt at the end of the year. That's what you get. I'd like to give you some quiches. and I'm, I'm not doing that. That's a whole delivery system. We're not doing that. Uh, additionally, don't forget on the website, there's the opportunity to ask general questions about the faith. Maybe there's something you're trying to figure out. Maybe you're trying to hammer through. Maybe you're just trying to, you know, I need prayer for this because I can't really quite get this. No problem. Hey, check it all out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Now, you know what that sound is, because this is clue number four. What is that? All right. That sound, that particular sound. Ready? Are you ready? You got your pencil and everything? You ready to go? Okay. That's Dynamite D saying hello. It's like hitting a cymbal. It's like a drum solo. It's like, that's what it's like when Dynamite D says hello to you. That's clue number four, Dynamite D saying hello. You're going, what does that have to do with the cymbal? What does that have to do with the Nothing. None of this has anything to do with any of that. I hope the people are writing this down, Dave. Uh, if not, we'll do it again the following year. So if you want to get out of this stuff or the following month, so you want to get out of this stuff, get it done. We're going to be doing one every day this week, so you better get ready. We're not messing around. Here we go. This is the big finish. Uh, Dynamite D saying hello. Can you say hello for the mic so they can know it? Hello. There you go. That's what it is. So I uh, just want you to be aware of that, to stay connected to that. Don't forget to be praying for the audience. It's very important. We are going to actually open with a word of prayer. Uh, we have our very good friend Eric's having some shoulder problems. Uh, I knew that he had been done done some moving, and apparently he did a little bit more moving on the inside of his body than on the outside of his body, uh, kind of. And so uh, he's uh, supposed to get an MRI, and he's also uh, you know supposed to talk to an orthopedic surgeon. Let me just say something real quickly. When you pray for people, and I'm going to show you something scripturally that's really fantastic. You can pray before somebody goes to a doctor, after somebody goes to a doctor during a doctor visit there's no time frame the woman with the issue of blood had spent all her money trying to get better she didn't get any better it's like didn't help they prayed after sometimes you pray before sometimes you pray during who cares you pray that's the goal and so we want to pray for him and for gary and for ace and for uh all of our people for Rosalind and mary and all the people that are in our scope that are hurting in any capacity we want to pray for them let's do it right now we bring it before the lord father we come before you right now in the powerful and awesome name of jesus christ and we sometimes lord we come and uh, we're not begging lord we're asking we're asking you to be Jehovah Rapha, to be the God you proclaim to be, to be the Lord God that heals your people. And we are lifting these people up. We're lifting Eric up to your shoulder, the whole situation. It's like, Lord, you can change anything and do. And our faith, our expectation needs to be a lot higher than it's been because the way things are around us, it seems like those things take away from our faith, Lord. And just, Lord, pour it out upon them. 
pour out your healing power, your graciousness, your love, your touch, your mercy. Let them touch the kingdom by being touched in the kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we're going to be praying for people. That's what we do. Why? Because that's what we do. Don't forget to pray for the audience. That's very important. Uh, and now we're going right into the text of Rooney. If you guys do not remember, we're in 1 Timothy. We're in chapter 1. We're in verse 18. And here is what it says. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare, having faith, and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith, have shipwrecked. Just stop right there. We're going to do the little charismatic -y part here on the Apostle Paul. This charge I commit to you, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. Paul then becomes, in this text, no matter what you say to me, slightly charismatic as he reminds Timothy that prophecies were made over him. Not only does Paul not disregard these prophecies, listen to this, but the exact opposite as Paul encourages Timothy to maintain what was spoken, holding on to it in order that he may wage a good war. Prophecies, get ready, can be used to aid in spiritual warfare. Whoa, what? To say otherwise or to say this is just something from the past, that's just foolishness. It's just ridiculous. Really, if that's true, then this is all from the past. And I guess the the basic uh, qualifications for the pastor in Chapter 3 will also be from the past. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, it applies now or it doesn't apply now. So he gets this prophetic word. Now, you want to hear something? Somebody spoke a prophetic word over me years ago. I've only had a couple. I'm not like one of those people that gets one every like hour. You know, I don't think a fortune cookie opening up saying, you know, he's watching you is a is a problem. I don't buy that. Okay. I agree. Okay. But I did have a couple and in 44 and a half years, maybe 45 years, if you get two or three, you might want to pay attention. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Do you know what the prophecy was about me? This will blow your mind. You'll just sit there and think this is absolutely made up. What was it? It was you are mortar between the bricks. You help the bricks come together. Wow. Now, you think about that. That's before I had a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, a charismatic ordination, a, uh, a charismatic uh, or a Pentecostal BA, a charismatic BA, and a, and a Baptist doctorate. Being born and raised Jewish, you just got to think, that is, what? Well, that helped me. Not, it was it was as equal to the word of God, but it was a direction for me to go. And when things got really weird and bizarre, you know what? Those kind of words, they bless you. And God has spoken to you through people. It could be just a reminder of a scripture. It could be just a pat on the back. It could be any of those things, but it really affected you, impacted you. Guess what? When Paul was talking to Timothy about it, he said, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, for all those that are saying, what well, was a prophecy about the general word of God? It's concerning Timothy. I don't hear, what do you, you can't be serious here. It says that by them you wage a good warfare. Ooh. 
So you have this ability when you take these things out and people give you a word, and it's for the Lord. It's like, use that. Use that. It helps you fight the fight. It helps you stand firm. Listen, this is the charge I commit to you, son Timothy. By the way, he was a son in the faith, not a physical son. According to the prophecies he previously made concerning you, see that? Concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. Oh, boy. Good. I need all the help I can in the warfare realm. Who doesn't need that? Say that again. I mean, how do you not need help in the warfare? Oh, you got to be kidding. Aren't you supposed to put the armor on every day? I think that's all you got. Is that? Is that yeah, that's all you got. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying. Uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding. Because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses, and he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter, even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stoop, stooping down to the ground 
to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your first trivia question. This is such a good question. This is that good of a question. I'm bragging about the question before I'm doing the question because it's such a good question. Which king had a sundial? There you go. I don't know. I mean more than head day. What is that? <laughs> a sundial? A sundial is a is a usually a circular thing with a little a thing on it, and then as the sun moves, the shadows change so that you can know what time it is. See? Interesting. Yeah. See this is see this is from the digital age to back then when you <laughs> they couldn't put it on a watch because it was like, you know, twenty by twenty feet cement. Great. Uh, 9.17. That's not to make fun of you. That's so you can know. It's like, you know, it's the, then the sun moves and then it, the shadow alters and alters and alters. And then you know, oh, well, now it's this time or this time or this time. Uh, 972-445-0770. By the way, if you got a better definition for sundial, you can send me one. I'll, I'll give it to, to D. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Somebody is calling in and it is a good, it's a good one. I mean, who was the who was the first person to have a sundial? Now, of course, I didn't give the exact dictionary definition because primarily because I'm not a dictionary, so that that's why that happened there. All right. So uh, again, who, which king had a sundial? And that'd be uh, if you think you know nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Going to do a little bit of a radio stall because I know that D is talking to the person and that always requires us to be patient because, you know, when people call in, they don't always, oh, I don't want to go on the radio or is it this? Or, so you got to be patient with that. I will tell you right now that you do not know that tomorrow we are starting in the first segments, Galatians. So we are now adding Galatians to the mix. We are now ready to have the person uh, share with us. Go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank uh, you. I'm doing great. Awesome to hear your voice. Love it when you call. I, I, hope, things have been you. Going, I hope the thing has been going good for you. They've been going pretty good? Well, I mean, it's okay. All right. The Lord gets me through. Whatever it is, <laughs> I'm always be overcome. Well, I'm going to pray for you no matter what after we're done, okay? Because I want to make sure okay. we do that. All right. All right. Well, you, Here we go. Let me this... give you the answer, then Hezekiah. Okay. There you go, brother! Hezekiah! I was trying to find a different way to communicate to Dynamite D that it's it's like a big apparatus. So, yeah, they used to have yeah, either a steps, a steps to it or a big sundial. But this is not something like a watch. This is like... 20, you know, or if it's a, if it's a stairwell, it's like 10 feet by 15 feet by 10 feet. I mean, it's like some, yeah. you know, it's like huge, mm-hmm. right? That's a <laughs> yeah. good job on that right off the bat. All right. Let me pray over you. Okay. Okay. Let's, Thank you. I need, 
Then let's do it. Father, I come before you and I lift up my brother, and this is what I pray. I pray that there would be a confidence that raises in his heart and mind that you are with him in everything. He knows that, but he needs to seize upon that. And that, Lord, you have specific fingerprinted tasks for him to do, and he will have an opportunity to fulfill that which you've set before him because a man's gift makes room for him and you will help him get there. We pray you bless him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. You got it, my brother. We'll keep praying for you. The Lord just gives you peace on everything else. Everything else that's distracting. We'll pray the Lord gives you peace, peace, peace. Okay? Well, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Be strong, my brother. Thank you. All right. God bless you. God bless you too, bro. Bye-bye. Always wonderful to hear from him. Just great delight. We chatted really quick before we went on. That's probably what took a while. That's right. He's just a great guy. All right. DNA. We do DNA, folks, around here. DNA is what we're built with. Okay? All right. Whenever I'm praying for you, by the way, if there's anything specific people want prayer for, you ask me. Just because I'm not, you know. I will read your mind. Okay, we're not doing that. D, uh, if the Lord gives it to me, that's different. And I've had that happen, but not. (laughs) You know, all these great, powerful things. Handful. Yeah, just a handful. I never forget them, though. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're so powerful. And that makes sense. But they're not supposed to. Well, I won't say they're not supposed to happen a lot, but generally. Well, I, it won't I, happen I think people think that God's speaking every 30 seconds, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> oh, yeah, tell that to you, Noah. <laughs> you got to t- do a teaching on that, Dave. Yeah. Noah, he didn't hear anything for, oh, about 100 years. No. <laughs> and then what Malachi said, didn't, didn't they have a hard time hearing God in, in that in that day and age in Malachi? Uh, in, in what? I think Malachi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They just, people, they won't listen. Then they didn't want to listen because they, they really didn't want to hear what he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. That's a whole separate issue. That's a third sermon. All right. Uh, DNA. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Just spend some time with the Lord. Don't tell me I'm too busy. Yeah? Turn your TV off. <laughs> or put your phone down. Put your phone down. Pray while you're driving. Keep your eyes open. I mean, just <laughs> Jesus is your shotgun angel. Just, you know, that's, that's a, it's a nice way to say it. Don't get all theological on me. The whole point is he's, he's sitting shotgun. Okay? All right. That's D. Draw closer to the Lord daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. So a minister in the Methodist Church in the United Kingdom has been the the Bible college he was teaching at because he said he does not believe that transgender is a positive influence on the church. They are—they have not only fired him, they have threatened to report him as a terrorist. Wow. <laughs> Talking about going far. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, transgenderism. Sin. Okay? You think I'm a terrorist? You think that's bad? Ask me again. Okay? You tell me that God doesn't know how to create? Now we have a problem. Now we have a big problem. All right. A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. I thought about that for a second, didn't No, because I was thinking about what we said. 
<laughs> you got to be ready to serve. Remember, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. So you're following him. You're his disciple. That's the master. You're the children of the house. You do what he did. And so we want to, it's not that you don't consider yourself, it's not that you don't eat, it's not that you don't take care of yourself, but that you can't be so wrapped up in you, there's no time for anything but you. And by the way, when you do that, you're depressed anyway. So don't do that. Okay? Draw closer to the Lord daily. That's D. N. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. That's the end part. And then A. Always be ready to serve. That's our DNA. Let me finish this up because I got to do so uh, on this little portion. What Paul said to Timothy, this charge I commit to you, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Having faith and a good conscience which some have rejected concerning the faith and have suffered shipwreck. So some people, what they do is they they go, nah, I don't want to listen to my conscience. I don't want to listen. Paul closes this reminder to Timothy and tells him, you got to have faith and you got to have a good conscience. When your conscience pricks at you, when the Holy Spirit is chastising you, it's often a better job than your own just general self-assessment. In fact, let me rephrase that. The Holy Spirit knows how to convict about sin better than any. And I, I just want to give you a quick personal example because I don't have a lot of time, but I want you to know what happened. It's real, and it has to do with bumper stickers. So, you know, I like writing little bumper stickery kind of things. So I even told Aunt Deb when I was at her house, one of the ones I, I won't tell you the full bumper sticker, but it's something along the lines of two plus two is four, and unless you're uh, maybe, you know, unless you're fringe, and then it's only if one of the twos really feels like it. <laughs> So in other words, I have all these little thingies that go through my brain, and I put them down. Well, I had a bumper sticker, and uh, it was, you know, I'm offended. Uh, if I am offended that you're so offended, and so I put that bumper sticker on my car, and I drove around. And the Holy Spirit was like, I'm telling you, it was like, what you trying to say? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, what you trying to? In other words, I was trying to tell everybody, look, I'm smart. Look how smart-witted I am. Look at my bumper sticker. I make fun of all the people that are, you know, woke, broke, and dope. And I'm just like, bah, 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 bah. And it's like, that's not the gospel message. God created the universe. He can write a book. Ah, now we're on the gospel message. Put that bumper sticker back on, Dave. Okay. <laughs> See? The little pride in me. It's like, you know what? This is supposed to be about his kingdom, not me being a smarty pants. All in my country. Boy, the flesh of me was just ready to roll. The spirit of me was like that. Okay, what are you doing this for? What is this? What's the purpose of this? That's just a small example of how your conscience can come in and go, ding. Holy Spirit comes in and goes, what are you doing? You listen to it, and you operate by faith and believe, okay? All right, folks, we'll take a break, and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. 
Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. He's not trying to communicate in a weird sense. He's telling everybody that's there when they're like, hey, dude, your mom and your bros, man, out yeah, right here. They're coming right here. And Jesus is like, you know who my mom and my bros are? They're the people that hear the word of God and do it. And we had a presidential candidate not too long ago, I will not name him, who specifically, and nobody can tell me he didn't say it because I heard every word, specifically said we got to make our three priorities, family, faith, and friends. That guy is so wrong, I thank God Almighty he never became president. Why? Because family does not come before faith. If it does, you are in trouble. Jesus said in Matthew 20, 10, 27, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Uh-oh. This <laughs> is like, well, he didn't mean it. Oh, because then he said this right after. Or if you love your son and daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. I didn't mean that either. <laughs> it's like, see, you can't get away from it. Because you love your mother, you love your, your father, you love your son, you love your dad. You love anybody more than me. You are in trouble. Okay? Here's the bottom line. There's nothing wrong with family. There's nothing wrong with friends. But they are behind your faith. Your faith is first. You want to know why? You want me to give you the, the math on the whole issue? Yeah, I'm going to give you the math. You know? I mean, numbers don't lie. It's just people who use numbers that lie. Okay? Here you go. Ready? 80, 90, or 100 years versus 60 billion, gazillion, trizillion years. Which one's bigger? Okay? 80, 90 years, 100 years. That's family and friends. Your faith, a zillion, bazillion, gazillion, trizillion, a bazillion years. Get it? Math doesn't lie. It's just the people that use math. <laughs> so, don't forget that. Statistics don't lie. It's just the people that do them. You know, studies don't lie. It's just the people that write them. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.